with a Texas twang. Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in their hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Okay, today we are talking about volunteering and churches and nonprofits and all some of our favorite things, Anna. I am here with Anna Crafty Pierce, my daughter, the artist, the mommy of two, darling of my grandchildren. Do you realize you gave birth to one fourth of my grandkids so far? I feel that, that you might be um, looking for more with that number. <laughs> Is this a plug for more grandkids? <laughs> Anna is also an educator, and she's just really gifted in this area of how to raise kids. I'm working on a parenting book. I don't know. By the time this podcast comes out, maybe my book will be done. I've been making a lot of good progress on it lately. We're going to talk about how to be respectful of other people and their needs without being codependent. But that reminds me, Anna, we've been defining words like So I love words and they're always nuanced. And sometimes the culture will steal the old definition of a word and change it. And that really frustrates me. So I just decided to do that myself a little here. And I've been making up definitions that I like better for words that you and I use. So I'm going to, I'm making, I'm saying this out loud to make myself a note. When I go back and do the blog for this episode, I'm also going to pull all the definitions we have so far and create a little dictionary. And so you can find that on the website. By the time this comes out, I'll have that done. And so look for the Camp Crafty definitions. I love that idea because a couple of them surprised me. Um, Not because the definitions are new to me. We've been living so many of these definitions in our lives as you raised me. But because I love some of the phrases that you include in these definitions, they just kind of soak into who I am. Thank you. The words you're using in them. Well, I'm going to give you the respectful definition today. So we're talking about raising kids and developing character in them and make helping our children understand that we want them to share. That is the whole purpose of life is to share. And so stewardship is kind of falls in that uh, category of things that we want to talk about. So here today, what we're going to talk about is respectful. And here's our definition aware of God's image in self and others, therefore able to steward relationships wisely. I love that definition. My first thing, and this is not a volunteering story, but do you remember you taught, you began teaching this to me in first grade. I don't remember. (laughs) And it's vivid to me because I have applied this for the rest of my existence because you identified who I was. And so I had a dear classmate who really needed physical affection Oh, I and because yeah. I'm a person who's willing to give hugs and I, I'm tenderhearted. I never wanted to turn anyone away in friendship. She was in my space all 
the time. And to the point where even I, with a high top, I have almost no personal space bubble. If you ever, if you're listening to our show and you ever run into me in person, feel free to take a hug. I give them out all the time. It's my favorite thing. But this, this classmate had been in my personal space so much that I couldn't handle it anymore. And my dear mom taught me how to steward the relationship. She instructed me how to take a step back, how to change my body language a little so I could still love that friend and enjoy her company and not be overwhelmed by her need for physical affection. Yeah, that's interesting. I applied that across the rest of my life because I truly believe God calls people into my life. And since we're talking about volunteering, volunteer opportunities in my life, I hate to say no to volunteer opportunities because I love to be called to good work. Yeah. But you do have to wisely apply what you have and to be, to do it in a way that you're ready for the next opportunity too. Well, you're going to love this. People are always telling me, oh, I know you're busy and I try not to be insulted, but I am a woman of priorities. So I get a lot done in a week but I prioritize things. And one thing I decided when we, when Dave and I decided we were going to start sharing more of our story, especially the marriage piece and how to, how to reboot a marriage so that you're cherishing each other. And then also the parenting and all, once we decided to start talking about communication and conversation and telling our personal stories with that, I knew I would be in danger of losing the time. And, and I've been saying my whole life, I can't wait to grow up. I'm going to be a grandmother when I grow up. So I was not going to give up the time with my grandchildren. One of your best volunteer opportunities is when you take my kids to swim on Fridays. (laughs) I'm just going to put a plug in for more of that. (laughs) I love, I love in the summer, the kids come over to swim and the, in the winter we do books and crafts and all kinds of things. And I really love having them every season, but we usually do a Friday is usually grand day at my house. And, and the other thing that on a, I love this Anna. She does this for us, for Dave and I. It means so much to us. They frequently make Sundays lunch at our house. And so we love that so much. It's like our dream come true. So spending time together as a family and talking about that and talking about opportunities to volunteer. It's interesting that this is our podcast today because I literally prayed it over my family today at our sporting. Our My children are on their first, have the, we have our first team sports. And we're sitting there with the other parents and moms and I see this family and they are volunteering for our team and helping set up this whole um, series of competitions. And they're very highly involved and therefore blessing our family. And there's a dear family at my school that I'd already identified. And I see all four of them together, the mom, the dad, the son, the daughter, and they're serving together. And it's obvious their calling is to do that at school, just like this new family friend is it's at our competition, sport. our sport. Yeah. And so today, again, as I'm watching these families and seeing what they have together, I'm talking to God. I'm like, God, don't let me miss it. I know you have good work for my family to do together, to volunteer, to give our time, to give our talents together as a family. When that opportunity is here, I don't want to rush it. I don't want to force it, Lord, but don't let me miss it. My heart, like watching them and seeing how they interact because they're serving together, having that opportunity for my family, my young family is my heart's desire now. You know, I think you're you're really raising a great point, and that is how do you steward your time? You you really do have to be careful with it. You can volunteer, and we sure love doing that as a family, but you also have to manage your time. So because families can get busy. I mean, that's a I don't like that word. Well, part of being ready is being available. 
If I went out yeah. seeking volunteer opportunities for my family that were not the ones God had for us, I would be filling the time with commitments we'd have to follow through on and we wouldn't be ready. Yeah. So you that. have to be available in order to be ready. So I think stewardship, especially when you're talking about your time, you really do have to prioritize. I think prayer helps with that. Mm, we so have true. we have this three four four peep thing that we do with the books that we're so fortunate to have books that we've get, gotten to write. But in all in the books we have so far, I always do a section that is pause, ponder, pray, proceed. And the reason is, I just think that as a culture and as an individual myself. Sometimes I don't take the time I need to really pause, pray, ponder, like those are interchangeable, those two middle ones. You have to pause, then you pray, you ponder, maybe you do that a couple of times, and then you proceed. And that's how you manage your schedule without being busy and not being distracted and not, you know, I used to tell my friend, she she said she felt bad because um, they did so many things that they there's so many good things to do. She didn't know how to know which ones were the best. And I was like, well, once you pick the best, you eliminate what's good. You, of course, there's a thousand good things to do, but you have to choose what is best for your family, commit to that, and then don't let the good interfere with that. I also love, as far as benefits of volunteering, once you do know the thing that your family has been drawn to, it's fun to see um, skills and strengths yeah. rise to the top and your children's interests sometimes differ than your, from your own, even though in the moment you being the purveyor of good in their life and being the authority, get to pick for your family where you're going to go next, but you get to see what maybe their calling is going to be someday as they practice within the family's calling. For example, my grandparents were called to help with a science museum, a children's science museum in my hometown. And because of that, I'm so proud that they pulled me in Science is not my calling in life, but volunteering definitely is. And they had me down there at that little children's yeah. science museum. And my handprint is under about 10 layers of paint at this point on that wall of that building. Because the first day when they were opening that museum, one of the fundraisers is you got to put your handprint on the wall. And in my heart, that is, it, it's like a color or a thread through a weaving of my life. I love all the stories and the memories I have where I got to know my grandparents better or my best friend better whoever it was I was volunteering with, when you work alongside someone, it develops fellowship yeah. and shared memories and shared vocabulary. It's such a dear gift to give your family to work hard together. I love it the way it develops skills and confidence in kids, especially, but in, a, in me too, as an adult, I've learned so many great skills from the volunteer work I've done over the years. You know, speaking of having your handprint under layers of paint at the science museum in town, at the Likewise, at the art museum, my mother was there on the day they were raising money for the art museum building. So we have, I have my name and I guess Sharpie marker on a brick. That's that, awesome. I didn't know that. They went in the building. Yeah. We got to sign a, I guess, sign a brick or maybe she paid for it and they carved it. I really don't know how that worked, but, but our name Somewhere. is on a brick. And I think she bought one for all three of us kids. So I think it's my name. She's very visionary. Both my grandmothers were this way, though. They had different callings and, and invested in different parts of the community. But they, they invited their grandkids, just like we were their grown adult friends. They invited us along on essentially granddaughter-grandmother dates. Yeah. And in the dearest way possible and got us invested, I was 
I think my earliest memories of volunteering with my grandmothers, and it maybe it was sooner than this, and I just don't remember. I think I was five or six with my wow. earliest memories. And uh, it was sometimes I would go door to door with my grandmother for politicians with on the other side of the family. Yeah. We were at the science museum. We, it was so incredibly dear the way they included us. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about that and, and we have to go to break. So when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about what you should do if you have not had a history of women in your family that have set the strong example, because I have some ideas, some really helpful things about that too, about volunteering. But um, in the meantime, I want you to know that uh, this is Kathy Craffy at K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com. Stay with us. We're talking truth with a Texas twang. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door. And the next house over is a grocery store. Help me, Toginet. You're my only hope. I want to start a podcast, but I simply don't have time. How do I take care of the details? Editing? Contacting guests? Where do I put it so that people can listen in? Fear not. The podcasting wizards here at Toginet can take care of all of the details because we provide full-service podcasting for all of our hosts so that you can focus on your message. We even build you a webpage that you can edit, and we send your podcast out to Spotify and iTunes so that your message is easy to find. Wow, you can do all of that? You've magically cured my anxiety. Where do I sign up? You can find all of our packages on our website, toginet.com. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T.com. If you would like to talk to one of us, call us at 903-787-5880 or email us at staff at toginetradio.com. Want to move from coexisting to cherished? From isolated to influential? Hi, this is Kathy. Just for you, we have two books out now devoted to creating better conversations. Life-changing conversational adventures. Marriage Conversations from Coexisting to Cherished is 20 chapters packed with easy, practical ideas. This is the book I wrote for my kids. It's brimming over with personal stories and stuff I learned the hard way. Then, The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations explores over 40 different ways Jesus launched the woman at the well from lonely to leadership. You can find our books with our wonderful publishers, Cross River Media and Elk Lake Publishers, at local bookstores or at Amazon.com. Buy two, one to read out loud to your hubby and one to share with a friend. Order yours today and have your own conversational adventures tonight. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever? It's home. 
where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where truth and Texas twang meet. I saw miles and miles of Texas. Hey, welcome back. We're talking about volunteering, and gosh, we've got so much to talk about. I know we're going to run out of time, so Anna, if you don't mind... I'm going to start with a verse from Matthew 20, 40 through 45. Uh, actually, I don't think that's quite the right. It's probably just 40. And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Matthew 25, somewhere in there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Numbers are hard. Numbers are so hard. They are hard. Okay. <laughs> and I have a quote that's going to even be even funnier. I just want to say sometimes when we think of respectful and volunteering, we get a little confused and we get a little codependent. And, and this happens a lot in our culture. So when we look for places to volunteer, our family always looks for places where we're not helping people stay victims. Oh, we are not fixing people's problems. We are delighted and called to come alongside and be blessed by the opportunity to invest and be together and to be together and to work together and to learn from each other. But nobody, I I like what Jesus said, the least of my brethren, but what he meant was when people, it could be me, I could be the least of the brethren today. If I, if I have a really bad day, I just need some encouragement. So he doesn't mean that some people are better and some people are worse and we don't see it that way well, either he calls these people his brethren right relatives dear to his heart exactly so th- i just want to make sure that when we when you understand when we just talk about being respectful that everybody that's listening understands there's a big difference between respectful and codependent and we're not endorsing codependence in any way now i want to just because Everybody comes from different backgrounds. If you listen to my stuff long, you know, I have a really sketchy background in some ways. And so I always am sympathetic for women that say, okay, sure, that's easy for you. But, you know, my situation is different because everybody has stuff in their background. We all have that. In my case, I was so blessed to have a mother that stood her ground with my dad, who we loved to pieces, but he was an alcoholic. And there were things about my childhood that were very difficult. So I had this very strong mother. And if you didn't have that, Anna and I were just talking at the break. We really want you to know you can adopt our family. We'll take you. (laughs) (laughs) And you can be that woman in your family. Yeah. And your children and your grandchildren can bless your name because God, God gave you to them. And Marriage Conversations, it may not be a book that you would ever buy off the shelf, but in that book, Mother shared a bunch of her stories before she passed away. She let me write them and include them in what I shared. And so in the the last chapter of that book, I just invite any woman that does not have a mother like mine was, is invited to adopt my mother and just read those stories and learn from her. She was amazing. And you really see it in our family. And we want you to be that amazing person in the life of the kids and grandkids that come after you. Okay. So uh, now you were talking about volunteering as an investment, Anna. 
And we want to talk a little bit about all the ages. Like you can start your kids volunteering as toddlers. So tell us about that. Okay. So before I go into that, the first thing I want to say is the great thing about volunteering, and I see this in the life of both my siblings, is it is a wonderful gift in life to know you're needed. Oh, that's so true. And on all sides of the equation, the person who is coming to the nonprofit, like the little kid who comes to the science museum, they they need to be there in order for the science museum to exist. You have to have an audience. <laughs> the person who's running the museum needs the job. The people who are volunteering are needed. It, the beautiful thing about volunteer organizations is the every single piece of the puzzle is necessary for that place to do good work. And so um, that I love about volunteering. Next. My children, our first little volunteer opportunity happened when they were still in what we call the baby bucket, the little car seat that you put on your arm that has the handle. We called it the baby bucket. Yeah. And we would take every Christmas, my parents would sign us all up to ring the red kettlebell. And so for the Salvation Army, and I would take my little baby in their adorable little onesie, really covered up and bundled up, and we'd go ring the bell. And, And a baby is very attractive. People stop and want to tell you about their babies when you have a baby on their arm. Like it becomes a conversation as you accept pennies and coins off people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They were magnets for the, the it's red more kettle. Fun. And so my children volunteered at the kettle until they were old enough to ring the bells themselves. We didn't get to do it the last couple of years because of the way life works, but it's coming back. And, but the other one I love to tell, and this is a completely different age, my brother who now is manages a restaurant. Yeah. He started food early with my mom in her kitchen. And then at four, it was, he was 14, right? Yeah. Yeah. They volunteered at a local um, clinic, clinic that also has a kitchen, but in order to do that legally, he had to have his food handlers license. So he was as young as you could be, I think in Texas and get yeah. it. Yeah. And nobody knew he was going to grow up and be involved in kitchens and cooking and restaurant industry for as an adult to provide for his family. At the time he was just doing with my mom, the thing that, that we were called to do as a family. And, but he found some of his giftings volunteering and helping others at 14. I love that. Okay. So that brings up a great quote. One thing I love about volunteering, you know, when you're working for a boss, you really have to be responsible and you put, you put your skill set on that resume and you better be telling the truth. Cause then when you get to work the first day, you gotta, you gotta do it. But with volunteering, you can learn some new things. And if you mess up, nobody really expects. I mean, they're okay with that. Like that's part they're of just it. just so thankful. Yeah. So here's a here's a quote. And when I'm done reading it, I'll tell you who said it. Everybody can be great because anybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and your verb agree to serve. <laughs> you don't have to know the second theory of thermodynamics and physics to serve or be able to pronounce it (laughs) yeah right or read it off the script you only need a heart full of grace a soul generated by love and that is spoken by martin luther king jr what a great quote when i found that i just wanted to put it on my wall there's a man who served our whole culture for many generations after he was gone his ideas and his stance that he made while he was under authority respectfully yeah correcting a whole culture right um he he that right there is a man who served well that's a great quote and then gave up his life and in funny the <laughs> with that whole thing about um, all the language nuances in that quote are really I, fun i know especially for a writer i yeah. really love that one i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna print that off and take it to the clinic that's a great one okay so here's one more from winston churchill another man who served 
and also was um, distinguished, but persecuted before he ever was in that role of leadership in, the, in politics. People really ridiculed him for a long time. Okay, but he says, you probably heard this one, but I love it. No, I haven't. You make a living by what you get. You make a life by what you give. Oh, well, he might as well have been describing Jesus Christ. Yeah. Who made us all alive by what he gave. Really? That's so true. That That's a great quote. Yeah, I love it. It's so respectful, too. It really puts things in perspective. What you get, it, it, that's, you know, that's like the job. Like I said, you have to have a resume. And you, you do your work and you get paid for it. But volunteering is different. It really teaches kids that the inherent value they have to offer, even in their frailties, even in our mistakes. I love uh, the way we choose. I think this might be relevant. The way we choose what organization to work for, Anna, we've, we've volunteered so much starting way back with my parents and when I was a kid. That I've learned, and and now I the organization that we volunteer the most for now is Bethesda Health Clinic for Dave and I. And um, one thing I love about them, I always tell David, they're they're not going to let you fail. You can try something new. You can really stretch and try a leadership role that you're not comfortable with with them because they they love their volunteers so much that they really set people up for success. And so I think when you're choosing a volunteer or an organization to volunteer, whether, whether it's your church or a nonprofit in your area, there's so many here that we love. Uh, but wherever you decide to volunteer or like a sports team, just keep that in mind. If you're in leadership, make sure your volunteers are successful. And if they're not, uh, you know, if, if it looks like you have somebody that may be feeling like they're failing, then make sure that you um, help them so they don't fail. And and if they do, if it, sometimes people fail. I mean, I've done that myself. I've tried ideas out with volunteering that didn't work very well. Just make sure everybody around you is um, kind and loving to that person that messes up. <laughs> well, and that's how you know you're joining an organization that's not an organization that is codependent. Right. And undermined by their codependency. Those leaders understand that true leadership is a heart of service yes. to the people who are their audience, like the little children in a science museum, also to their volunteers. Yes. That it, that it is a kind of a holistic, a thing that where each person is supporting the other, like, like, like it is described in the New Testament, the human body as a body of believers. Okay. I have a verse. My little children, which see, we're talking about here, us and our kids themselves, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. First John 3, 18. Oh, that's a great one to wrap this up on a really. So if you, if you make, you know, just perfectly make an opportunity for your children to volunteer and love each other without getting paid, just out of the pure sweetness of that. I think what we all know is that will become just a part of their life. It will teach them to respect others inherently, not codependently, but just to respect the goodness that God puts in each individual. And it will bless your whole family for generations to come with fellowship. It's so true. My mom was a perfect example of that. And it's permeated my whole family, not just our little unit, but 
my siblings and all the people around us, our cousins. We want you to know that we really are so grateful that you've listened in today. We hope something we said inspired you and makes you feel stronger and more capable and gives you a vision for all the ways that you are really coaching and training and loving your beautiful children, the beautiful ministry and stewardship that God has given you in the lives of those beautiful children. So this is Kathy Crafty, where we speak truth with a Texas twang. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang.